I will take you places you have never been. I will show you things you have never seen. And I will see the life run out of haunted phosphorescence. Everyone. This is your host, Thor Smiley, and I did invite you here to talk about sidewalks. Who's joining me? <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, and if you want to make love to me, you'll have to hurry. <laughs> I'm Brian Leshin. I don't know if I'm reaping or sowing. Do I sound like Newt Rockney? I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> you do, Al. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Haunted Phosphorescence. It's our yearly uh, spooktober episode. <laughs> Every time I say spooktober in front of Judy, he's like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Corny and shit. I know. <laughs> so I do it more <laughs> because that's yeah, what we, we literally celebrate corn on this show. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, corn and... It's, uh, yeah, corn, ooh, corn chowder. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a good chowder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of chowder talk on this episode. <laughs> corn. Yeah, I'm going to slip in and out of a New Englander accent. Corn, potato, clam, any any kind of chowder I'm down for. <laughs> Dead ocean milk. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> That's Kristen Bell, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, so normally this is uh, Harmless Phosphorescence. Right now it's Haunted Phosphorescence. We're doing four, four, count them, episodes of Scary Movies this October. This is our first one. Um, We'll be following up next week with another one. I'll tell you what it is at the end. You got to listen to the whole thing. No, you can't just skip to the end to find out. God damn it. Um, This show is brought to you by Patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron, too. Go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got bonus content there. Uh, Star Wars shows, music shows we just recorded, and it'll be up. Oh, it'll actually, by the time you hear this, it will have been posted. Our uh, September monthly movie is uh, Josie and the Pussycats, and it was a lot of fun. Um, If you guys... If you haven't seen that movie or you haven't seen it since like 2001, definitely watch it again. It was a lot of fun uh, yeah. revisiting that. Uh, that is on patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. This week on Haunted Phosphorescence, we're watching 1981's Ghost Story. I will take you places where you have never been. To the start. I will show you things that you have never seen. And I will see the life run out of you. Long ago, on a cold, dark night, in this peaceful New England village, something happened. Something too terrifying to remember. Something too frightening to forget. Something that has remained a secret until now. Is anyone else seeing these? Am I the only one having nightmares? Universal Pictures presents Fred Astaire, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., John Hausman, Ghost Story, from the terrifying best-selling novel by Peter Straub. Who is this? He's not a picture of her. That's not possible. The girl, the men, the evil, the silence. Dad, I'm telling you something happened. I'm telling you something. I think he may have been murdered. The house, the fear, the nightmares, the vengeance, the terror, the truth. Not now, Rick. 
the hat. Yes. Now, something's happened. Something terrible. I fear that more of us are going to die. No, we, we, we must talk about it. Ah, uh, she is not the person you think she is. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, no, please, let's not stop. She's worried you have the wrong idea about her. Everything about her is wrong. No, please, please, let me talk about her. Get away from her, Dave. <laughs> what are you? She's dangerous. Listen to me, please. <laughs> They will learn that they have never been forgiven. <laughs> Ghost story. The time has come to tell the tale. Ghost story. Wow, uh, I I guess I didn't catch that it was the Peter Straub. Now I know exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. Um Peter Straub collaborated with Stephen King a few yes. times. The, the Talisman being the most famous, but now I actually know. Yeah, I remember this now. It's <laughs> okay. like a one of those. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. No, Peter Straub. He was he's he was you know a pulp horror writer in the vein of Stephen King, and like you said, that he collab they collaborated uh, most famously on the Talisman. Um, he was uh yeah. He was from Milwaukee, so <laughs> Milwaukee's really into Peter Straub. But um, <laughs> um, he just died. Um, wow, Peter Straub just died two weeks ago, as of Holy this recording, shit. September fourth, twenty twenty two. Holy shit! Yeah, I. But I remember seeing this on my grandfather was a huge like Paul Porat fan, and I remember seeing this on the shelf. Now that I put it all together. Right on. Yeah. No. Um, and didn't they also do Dance Macabre together? They. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think he had some stories with dance in Dance. Dance was Dance Macabre was a short story. Uh, yeah, it was a compilation. Yeah. Um, I think he might. And then have there had. was the Bachman books. Oh yeah, that was just that was just that was Stephen just King. him. That was yeah, just yeah. Stephen King. Um, other than this, Peter Straub's most famous novel was probably Julia. Um, that was a big one. Um, this this was a big hit for him, obviously. That's why they made it. Oh, Coco. That one was about I was just a, thinking. an ape. Coco. I forgot about that. Yeah. K-O-K-O, right? K-O-K-O, Coco. That that one I read also. I remember yeah, liking that I one. I grabbed that one. Um, Peter Straub, um, um, Stephen King, and uh, uh, there was another one. It, it began with a D. Those are like the three horror Paul horror writers I read a lot in the eighties. Oh, I, Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz. Yes, that's the one. Were you going to say Dean Koontz, Al? I, I did say Dean Koontz. Okay, but muted. Damn I it. read his lips. It's like Jeopardy. You didn't click the button fast enough. <laughs> yeah, um, I read a lot of Dean Koontz uh, in high school. It goes down real easy, like no. one bus ride. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, a novel. De- yeah, Dean Koontz is 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 like thinly veiled uh, uh, middle-aged lady porn. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's like so fast and so easy to take down. So, but Ben Affleck was a shit in Phantoms. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Kevin Smith one. Uh, so, all right. Uh, Ghost Story was uh, released December 18th, 1981. It's a Christmas movie. Uh, running time of 110 minutes. 
It cost $13.5 million and it made $23.4 million. So not exactly a hit, but not a disaster either. It was right at the beginning of the uh, VCR era. So I have a feeling it might have eventually made its money back on home video, if I had to guess. So normally we have trouble doing the box office top 10 for movies uh, prior to about 1983 or so. But I found myself a Kindle book <laughs> that has the box office for every week from the 40s through the 80s. Oh, those uh, were a series of books. What were they called? Um, it's, I could tell Mr. you. Mr. Something. It's, uh, I can tell you. Um, it was a, it's, it's the, I, there's one for each decade, so uh, I had to buy it, but um, I might have to buy other ones. It's the U. It's not Mister Something. It's the U.S. Ah, damn it! I'm thinking of something different. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Doesn't have a name. It's the the U.S. Weekly Top Ten uh, Film Charts of the 1980s. <laughs> so. Uh, so you only get the top 10 you you only get the top 10 if you okay. want to know number 11 you're fucked <laughs> um, but with that uh, guys you're ready to play the box office top 10 game uh, yeah I will be reading the description of the top 10 movies of the week of December 18th 1981 uh by IMDb, which is the uh, which IMDb owns Box Office Mojo, so I believe they are the same descriptions, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's not legally binding. No, it's not because a lot of the time I just make it up because <laughs> yes, exactly it's, because it's things like ET, the extraterrestrial, came and visited his friend Elliot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I got to change that. Clara has had has been unlucky in love. That was the uh, the sequel to E.T. That was E.T.'s Sleepover. <laughs> sleepover. <laughs> oh, God. It's all getting plastic tins. <laughs> that was when E.T. spent the night at the Neverland Ranch with Michael Jackson. <laughs> he had an E.T. Yeah. Oh, God. Replica. He was an E.T. replica at a certain yes. point in the 90s. Um, all right. I'm sorry, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson plastic surgery jokes are always timely. Anyways, always. Um, we're gonna jump right in here. Number ten, the number ten movie of the week of December eighteenth, nineteen eighty one. This is interesting doing it this way because you know when we do the the top ten of the year, like we do on the monthly movie, a lot of the time we've all heard of most of those movies. This one, not necessarily. So when it's the top 10 of these old, old years. So number 10, Be warned. number 10 this week during a high profile mafia testimony case in California's Riverside County, a hired killer checks into a hotel room near the courthouse while his depressed next door neighbor wants to commit suicide due to marital problems. Um, does this have Charles Grodin in it? No, but it's it stars. I want to watch this movie. It stars Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. <laughs> um, Walter Matthau 
is the killer. Jack Lemon is the suicidal next door neighbor. Wow. And judging by the uh, clips running here on IMDb, it's just a wacky Jack Lemon trying to get Walter Matthau to kill him. And Walter Matthau being like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, the old serial killers. Grumpy yeah. middle, middle-aged men. Yeah, I guess <laughs> they were probably in their younger. 50s at this point. Um, it's The tagline is, the greatest movie buddies of all time are back. Um it's Not called helpful. it's called Buddy Buddy. Jesus. Yeah. I thought I knew all of their movies. Yeah, I had no idea. I guess they I they must have done a lot more movies together than I realized. Um number nine this week. Um The wife of a murdered petrochemical company chairman. And a banker investigating the liquidity of his new bank stumble upon an international financial scheme that could lead to global economic collapse. They used to just make movies about stuff. Like, yeah. The Shaggy DA. Yeah, they didn't care if you knew what they were talking about or not. No, they're like, we got a couple of movie stars and they're doing some stuff. Maybe it's going to be fun. International financiers? Okay. The stars Jane Fonda and Chris Christopherson. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, directed by Alan J. Pakula, written yes, by David Ware and Howard Cohn. I know this. The tag, the tagline is the most erotic thing in their world was money. <laughs> At- <laughs> The, the star is brown. The poster. The poster has Chris Christopherson <laughs> stuffing his face in between Jane Fonda's breasts. And and behind them is just the New York Times like stock page. Huh. <laughs> it's called Flute. it's called rollover. Oh my god. I know. Like a like an expenditure. Yeah, they just Movies were crazy. <laughs> Roll over. No, it's it's funny. Because you didn't know until you were going, you know? You looked in the paper. You're like, oh, this has Chris Christopherson and James London. Right, and we remember, we remember like, the best movies, like, the best 10 to 15 movies of every year, and we're like, wow, what a great year for movies. But for, <laughs> ev- for every one of those, there were 20 movies like Roll Over or Buddy Buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. Uh, at number eight this week for the week of December 18th, 1981, uh, this one, we actually, some, this one, we, we, I, we actually have heard of, or at least I have, I'm assuming you guys, at least some of you have too. During the great depression, a sheet music salesman seeks to escape his dreary life through popular music and a love affair with an innocent school teacher. Ragtime? No, um, I def I definitely saw this. It's been quite a long time. Um, it stars uh, Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters. Oh, okay, well they were in the jerk together, but didn't they also do? Was it Pennies from Heaven? Boom! That's the one. You got it. Pennies from Heaven. I definitely saw that when I was a kid, but yeah. I remember almost nothing about it. 
There were a few Steve Martin like vehicles that had nothing to do with him. You know, like Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid and, and right. stuff like that. And like they weren't like Pennies from Heaven, I don't remember I don't think it was really a comedy either. This is like a pseudo musical almost. Yeah. He's like a gumshoe, right? No, 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 that's in Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. He's uh But anyways, yeah, yeah. 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 Um at, sheet music. Yeah, sheet music Still. salesman. Yeah. Huh. Um Door at, to the door. Yeah. At number seven, when a prosecutor leaks to a Miami reporter that a liquor wholesaler, <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm saying, they just made <laughs> movies about a stuff. Li- <laughs> liquor wholesaler. A liquor okay. wholesaler is suspected in the murder of a union head. The man's life begins to unravel. <laughs> Beverage Depot. This stars Paul Newman and Sally Field. So, okay, what? There were so many movies that we ha- don't know about that these people made that we like. Only well, re- and including Ghost Story, these are actors. You know, yeah. every movie you've mentioned was not really a nobody. No, these are all very famous people. <laughs> Even Ghost Story. This fucking has Paul Newman and Sally Field as the stars. All right. Um, um, there's a lot of text on this poster. I'm going to try to read it to you. Suppose in America. Th- in America, can a man be guilty until proven innocent? Suppose you picked up this morning's newspaper. This is all on the poster. Suppose you picked up this morning's newspaper <laughs> and your life was a front page headline and everything they said was accurate, but none of it was true. The DA, the feds, and the police set her up to write the story that explodes his world. Now he's going to write the book on getting even. And liquor wholesaling is in there? You're Brian, muted, you're Brian. Muted. Accurate, but not true. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like some Trump speak, right? Yeah, right. This is directed by Sidney Pollack. Huh. Holy shit, man. All of yeah, these movies. All these movies. Yeah, Alan Pula. Um, This is... Uh... I've heard this title before, actually, but I, I this is the first I really know. This, it's, this is called Absence of Malice. Oh, yeah, huh. I have heard that title before, um, but at the end. Oh, bye. Uh, at number six this week, a young black pianist becomes embroiled in the lives of an upper-class white family set among the racial tensions, infidelity, violence, and other nostalgic events of early 1900s New York City. <laughs> nostalgic events, like... All right, um... Young, beautiful, passionate, and scandalous. She was America, is the tagline. Um, directed by Milos Foreman, starring James Cagney. It's 1981, Holy and this movie shit. stars James Cagney and Elizabeth McGovern. Wow, I forgot about Elizabeth McGovern. I had to. Um, Mandy Patinkin's in this. Um, you Milos actually Foreman. and Mary Steenberg Virgin. Um, you actually mentioned this movie a little while ago, Josh. A little today, just a few a few minutes ago, you mentioned this movie. Oh, oh, ra- it's not ragtime. It's ragtime. Oh, okay. Yeah, ragtime. Um, yeah. Uh, at, yeah, at number set five this week, number five in the box office top ten. Military cadets take extreme measures to ensure the future of their academy when its existence is threatened by local condo 
developers. Oh, will the underdog American military be able to succeed? <laughs> Against condo developers. I didn't realize they overlapped. Um, this movie I absolutely have heard of. I think probably most of us have heard of it. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. It stars uh, George C. Scott and Timothy Hutton. Sean Penn's in it. Uh, yeah, Tom, the Falcon and the Snowman. Nope. Tom Cruise is in it. Giancarlo Esposito is in it. Wow. Taps. Taps. Yes. Wow. Damn, baby Giancarlo too. Right. He was probably one of the yeah. cadets. That's before. Uh, do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Bugging out. Yeah. Like. Oh my God. Like eight years before do the right thing. Um, number four this week, a radical American journalist becomes involved with the communist revolution in Russia and hopes to bring its spirit and idealism to the United States. This movie absolutely have heard of, uh, Warren Beatty and Diane Keaton. This was a giant hit for the, this year because Warren Beatty, it's, uh, it's called Ruskies. Yeah. Nope. Not Ruskies. Warren Beatty in the late 70s and early 80s was the biggest movie star in the world. Like, weirdly. You're so vain. Yeah. Um, Uh, Let's see. It's uh, directed by Warren Beatty. Um, I think he won an Oscar for this. Jack Nicholson and Paul Servino are both in it. Maureen Stapleton. Um, George Plimpton's in this. I know this movie. It is. It is kind of like Ruskies. The name is a single word, and it references uh, Soviet. Oh, Russia. Reds. Reds. Yes. Which is very confusing when you're trying to Google it because there was a fucking uh, Bruce Willis movie from like ten years ago called Red Reds. Mm. Also, yeah. Um, number three this week in the box office top ten. Two generations of men find themselves haunted by the presence of a spectral woman. Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> when, when the son of one of the elderly men returns to his hometown after his brother's mysterious death, they attempt to unravel her story. Um, yeah, that, that one obviously is a ghost story. Number th- It opened at number three. Number two this week. Opening at number, yeah, opening at number two this week. So this is opening up against Ghost Story. Um, yeah, opening at number two this week. Um, this is a movie I have never heard of. Wow. Af- after he's demoted to um, Vice after a bus goes terribly wrong. A cop and his team stumble across a mob murder tied to prostitution and government. I have never heard of this movie. This looks insane. Um, the poster is crazy. Um, written, directed and starring Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds directed this and starred in it. Starkey's Machine? Starkey. Starkey. Sharky's Machine. Oh, Sharky's Machine. Sharky's Machine. Yeah. yeah. I, this is the first time I'm hearing about this movie. Wow. <laughs> 1981 was crazy. Um, and the number one movie opening at number one this week. Um, 
This is you a- know, one year into the Reagan era, a lot of these move, you know, like uh, government financiers and uh, unions and interesting. These are very Reagan era movies. Yeah, definitely. Themes. Yeah, definitely. Um, number one this week, a movie which I have opinions on. <laughs> Sorry. A quiet man's peaceful suburban lifestyle is threatened by the n- new obnoxious couple that moves in next door. Neighbors. Neighbors. I, I like that movie. John, I like that movie, but uh, John Belushi should not play the straight man. I mean, that was the whole, yeah, that was the whole experiment of that, it. That was. I don't think it worked, personally. Um, I mean, I do like that I'll movie. I'll have to look at it again, but there's an obnoxiousness to Dan Aykroyd that uh, he pulls off well in that movie. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's I don't our- think I would- I don't think I'd seen a single one of those movies except for Ghost Story last night. Wow. Huh. I've seen one, two, three. I've seen three of them. Yeah, Taps is the only one that I vaguely remember anything from. I've seen Reds. I've seen Sharky's Machine. I, I've heard of Reds, Taps, Ragtime, but I've, I've never seen, seen any of those three. For sure. Yeah. Um, that is the box office top 10. That brings us to the film production. Uh, this <laughs> this movie, uh, as we said, was based on the book by Peter Straub. It was written by Lawrence D. Cohen. Um, they purchased the rights for this right after it got published. So there's not a whole lot of backstory to it they uh purchase it's big hollywood movie they purchased the rights to a big popular bestseller um they put their staff writer lawrence cohen on it um he also wrote carrie um uh the tommy knockers he was like their horror movie guy it seems like um their david escore yeah um, let's see. He, uh, yeah, yeah. They're David S. Goyer. Um, he wrote a bunch of stuff for nightmares and dreamscapes from the stories of Stephen King. It seems like that was really his, uh, his, uh, over there, the Tommy knockers and an adaptation of the musical South Pacific. Hmm. <laughs> Go Lawrence. <laughs> I'm gonna wash that ghost right out of my hair. <laughs> uh, it was directed by John Irvin. Um, let's not John Irving. Not John Irving. John came to New England resident John Irving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> John Irvin. He's probably most uh, famous for uh, directing Hamburger Hill in 1987. Um, he oh. also did 1980s The Dogs of War. Um, he did the 1991 Robin Hood, not the Kevin Costner one. <laughs> the the one starring Patrick Bergen and Uma Thurman, which they put out to counter the Kevin Costner <laughs> it was one. The, it was their herb to their tombstone. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he I mean, he worked. He did a lot of stuff throughout the years. We may have heard of Freefall. In 1994, Widow's Peak. I remember Widow's Peak. Yeah. uh, His most, nothing 
nothing super, super successful. His last movie was uh, 2016 Mandela's Gun, which was about um, Nelson Mandela. See, uh, that's funny. I don't remember Mandela having a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he famously <laughs> didn't fight much. Um, that's fine. That's a Mandela effect joke. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, it stars Fred Astaire. Um, the second best member of the uh, Fred and Ginger dance team. Yep. <laughs> um, no, I love Fred Astaire. You gotta love him. I Fred mean, Astaire. it's absolutely true. Ginger was probably more talented, but you know. Yeah, backwards and back when like dancers were men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's that, incredibly charming. They were. I'm not joking. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Always. All four of these Chowder Society dudes are like, like. Like, there's a reason these guys were movie stars for all the chowder heads, (laughs) the chowders. Um, yeah, yeah, but but Fred Astaire. I mean, if it's Fred Astaire, he's one of the most famous like figures of the 20th century, like film. He's the the most emotionally relatable character, absolutely. There's even times where it looks like he's got watery eyes. Now, I don't know if that's just for being in his 80s or, but like, there's emotion coming out of that character as opposed to like the other old men. Right, yeah. Fred Astaire was born in 1899, by the way. Um, That's why I love his character's line, like, sidewalks changed the world. No, it's like, oh my God, you remember before sidewalks? (laughs) (laughs) We were the sidewalks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, some of, like, if you've never watched an old Fred Astaire movie, you should. Um, Holiday Inn. Is great Easter Parade, Bandwagon, Funny Face, um, great, great movies. Um, yeah, he's captivating. Absolutely, uh, John Houseman as Sears James. <laughs> John Houseman um, is probably best known for collaborating with Orson Welles, or for our generation, maybe best known for being for working with the Muppets. It's a real big Muppet week. And he plays himself in Scrooge. Yeah. Which is, but like, yeah, he's the old British guy in a chair telling a story. Like, at least for our age, if you're can't, of the four of us, if you're conjuring up that image, it's John Housen. Yeah, absolutely. Big smoking jacket and a leather chair. Yeah. Um, as, as, as an actor, some of his more famous older roles were like the Paper Chase, Blue Dahlia. Um, he was, he was famously, he was famously, um, a producing partner of Orson Welles. He produced Citizen Kane. Um, uh, and let's see. Oh, he did the, he did the famous um, commercials in the eighties for Smith Barney. Um, where oh. I was talking about like, uh, like, like, like being like reliability. Like that's probably yeah. where I first heard his voice. Um, but yeah. The, his last two movies were Scrooge and The Naked Gun. Oh my God, I forgot he was in that. He was in Naked Gun too. Yeah, he was in Rollerball, Three Days of the Condor. Um, he was in My Bodyguard. Oh my God, the original My Bodyguard. Um, he was in Bright Lights, Big City. What the fuck? Oh. Uh. Um, Bright Lights, Big City, the cocaine movie. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Michael J. Fox. Michael right? J. Fox. Yeah, exactly. James, 
Uh, Melvin Douglas uh, as Doc- awesome. Yeah, as Doctor John Jaffrey. Melvin Douglas. Um, uh, Ninochka was his breakout. He started in that with Greta Garbo. He was a youngster born in 1901. Um, by, you know. Um, oh yeah, John Hausman. Oh, was the youngest. He was born in 1902. But yeah, Melvin Douglas. He uh, Ninochka with Greta Garbo was kind of his big hit. Um, he was in The Changeling in 1980, which was also a good early 80s horror film. Um, yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Clint Eastwood remade it. Yeah. Um, he was in Bean there in 1979, which is a crazy One of the greatest movie. films of all time. Yeah, that movie's crazy. Peter it's Sellers. beautiful. Yeah. Um, Chauncey Gardner. Yeah. Yep. Uh, God. So, yeah, Melvin Douglas has a gigantic, gigantic uh, filmography. Um, he was in like he was he was a studio. He was back in the days in the 30s and 40s where actors just belonged to a studio and they put you in like 10 movies a year. So yep. like it just goes on and on. Uh, the Wiser Sex, The Vampire Bat, The Old Dark House, <laughs> Women in the Dark, The People's Enemy, Mary Burns, Fugitive. It's like you may Women know me. You may know me from such films as I Met Him in Paris. I'll take romance, and there's always a woman, <laughs> which are all real movies Melvin Douglas was in. Um, uh, this was his last movie. Yeah, yeah, he looked like he was on the edge <laughs> every yeah. time he woke up from a nightmare. I felt like he he died in 1981 um, during filming. Yeah, during filming, he did not survive the filming of this movie. Jesus, yeah, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't either, but he died in 1981 before it was released. Um, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Um, sorry, uh, Edward was the name of his character, Mayor Edward. Uh, Prisoner of Zenda, Gunga Din, the Corsican brothers. Um, he was, uh, you know, uh, D- Douglas Fairbanks Sr., um, Wait, not Cheech and Chong's Corsican Brothers. No, no, no. A, a serious version. <laughs> That's yeah. why there's Corsican Brothers. Cheech. Yeah, theirs was a parody of the 1941 <laughs> Corsican Brothers. Um, but yeah, um, his father, you may know from The Mask of Zorro, which is what the Waynes were watching. Yes. The Gay Blade. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> I love the name it to that. Yeah, Douglas Fairbanks Sr. started out in silent films. Like, um, there was no sound. Yeah, uh, his his dad's first. His, his dad was like one of the original first movie stars, starting in 1915. Um, yeah, and Douglas Fairbanks Jr. was a second wave of movie stars in the latter days of the 30s and 40s. Uh-oh. <laughs> He was a whippersnapper. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Craig Wasson Wasson played uh, Don and David. (laughs) He just (laughs) put on a fake mustache mustache to be the (laughs) twin. It's like evil Abed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Craig Wasson. um, His first movie was Roller Coaster in 1977. He played Hippie Boy. On a roller coaster. Um, uh, we've seen him before in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. Yep, he was he was the doctor. He was the psychiatrist, Doctor Neil. Three in Nightmare on Elm Street. Three. This is the second movie we've done with him. Wow. Yeah. 
There's a newish actor whose name I don't know that looks exactly like him. I, there's no relation out, I'm hmm. sure. But uh, I every time I looked at him, I saw like Brecken Meyer. Oh, he looked oh. like Brecken Meyer and uh, Logan's see. Run, dude. Oh yeah, he did kind Peter of. Peter York. Yeah. Um, hmm. His his final movie was 2006. He starred in Sasquatch Mountain. <laughs> 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 you may, <laughs> well, that's an easy way to find Bigfoot. Just go to that fucking. It's like you may know me from such films as Schizoid, <laughs> New Alcatraz, <laughs> Sasquatch Mountain, and Malcolm X. <laughs> he was in Malcolm X. <laughs> oh God! So all right, um, Alice Krieg, starring as Eva slash Alma. Alice Krieg probably. Best known to a ton of people as the Borg Queen um, from uh, Star Trek Generations. Or, I'm sorry, Star Trek First Contact, not Generations. I I don't remember, but is it made clear why she uses a different name in this movie? Why she uses two names? Uh, No. (laughs) Well, if I didn't think so. When when you're a ghost setting up, I have a lot of questions about this, but when you're a ghost setting up a false identity, you don't want to use your real name. No, Columbia House will catch up. I have so many questions, so many unanswered questions about her and her fake identity. She set up in Florida. Yeah, getting and maintaining employment. <laughs> so many questions. Um, Alice Krieg, though, you know, she was in Chariots of Fire. Um, God, I mean, those are probably her biggest ones. She's she was she did a ton of movies. She was in Sleepwalkers, um, uh, Reign of Fire, Silent Hill, John Carpenter, Sleepwalkers. Yeah, um, uh, I, like I believe that movie. so. Yeah, nineteen ninety two, John Carpenter's Sleepwalkers. Yep. Uh, she was in the Thor: The Dark World. Oh, uh, that's right. Was she a dark elf or something? Uh, ear. Um, I don't remember. Ear, um, she was a, she was one, she was a ear. Ear is a is a Valkyrie. Um, she was oh. she was one of the uh, she she was a uh, in in a. She's one of the attending nurses, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, when oh, pull, yeah. When they're pulling the whatever out of Natalie Portman. Yeah, she was just in the recent Texas Chainsaw oh, Massacre the, remake the, too. She's in Picard. As the Borg Queen. Of course, yeah, yeah, which is great. Um, she 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 also it. voiced the Borg Queen in the Lower Decks episode that had her. They really? get they get all the original people to do the voices of like the famous characters in there. Riker is done, yeah, by uh, Star Trek the animated right? series did that. Yeah, they, yeah, that took over for the live action series. Yeah, absolutely. Lower Decks is. It's pretty good, honestly. Um, I haven't I haven't caught up on the newest season, but I'm really excited too. Yeah, it's it's yeah, currently ongoing. It. They're like three or four episodes in, and it's come it's comes out fucking weekly because I, I think they air the it shorts, somewhere right? or something. Um. So yeah. Um. Additionally, we got uh, Timothy Coyote as a uh, young Ricky. He's uh, in drag. He was in a uh, Dragnet and Babylon Five. Mark Chamberlain as young. Young John Jaffrey, he was in uh, The Ward, John Carpenter's The Ward in 2011, and that was probably his biggest one. Ken Olin as Young James, he was in 30-something. That's Yeah, Ken Olin. Yeah. Um, 
his long blonde hair. He was a heartthrob. He was. Many mothers. He was. <laughs> um, Patricia Neal as a uh, Stella Hawthorne. That's uh, Ricky's Ricky's wife, <laughs> the one who knows nothing about her husband. <laughs> Yeah, he's even like, I'll tell you my story one day. Yeah, (laughs) it's like, I know nothing. She literally says, we've been married 32 years and I don't know anything more about you than the day we were married. It's like, this is not a good relationship, Ricky. Yeah, but they seem loving, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, She was in Breakfast in Tiffany's and The Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, She was a real, like, well-known actress in the 50s and 60s. she uh she she was 30 years younger <laughs> than Fred Astaire. So <laughs> Yeah, back when just old people seemed old. Old. It's old. like when we talked about Cocoon and Wilford Brimley that like he's he was 50. Yeah. We're not far from 50. That's right. the Brimley rule. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah, that terrifies me. Possibly. It terrifies the fuck out of me. But it's like that show 30 something that you just mentioned. Like there was a time when like that was considered older. 30 when you know I what I mean, like 30 something was sort of the big chill TV show, and it was them dealing with, you know, sort of like the show Parenthood or This Is Us. Yeah. It's like in my I didn't stop drinking until I was 39. <laughs> like there was no way I was responsible by 30s. Like, no, when 30 something was on. Old. When 30 something was on when I was alive, I, they they were that was old people. That was an old people show. Old. Yeah. Yeah. Dealing with old people problems. I think I'm older than everyone that was on Cheers. Oh at my this point. Which holy shit. Up. No. Yeah, no. Which means I'm, all of you guys are older than the cast. Oh of my Cheers. fucking god. Yeah, when they were on Why are you yeah, doing this to me, Brian? Right. I, I am right now the age that Homer and Marge have been trapped in Amber for 33 seasons. No, no, no. They, they aged right, Homer yeah. up. They aged him up um, from his 30s to to 41. But still, Al, Josh, and I are all older than Homer. Really? Yeah. yeah uh, I, know that, I know that for a long time they were 34, which is crazy to yeah. me. They started at 34, then they aged him to 38, and then they aged him to 41. Yeah. So meanwhile, Bart's in fourth grade still. One of the older um, actors on Cheers was, um, well, aside from Coach, was um, Kelsey Grammer, and right now he's sixty-seven years old. So oh my god! Not even twenty years older than us. Um. All right. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. Existential I know Woody's dress. younger. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're around the same. Yeah, I Jesus Christ. Cliff Clavin would be older than. Well, that was off of my. I didn't look at a list. I'm sorry. One of the old. One of the characters you'd think of as oh, older. Okay. I looked him up first. Okay. So, yeah. George Went was not very old. He just looked it. Um, Miguel oh, Fernandez. Oh, what's Cliff's name? Cliff Clavin. What was his real name? Oh, uh, John Ratzenberger. 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 Um, yeah. Miguel Fernandez played uh, Gregory Bate. That's the creepy dude, uh, <laughs> which I also have questions about. All right. John's 75 now. So you're right. Uh, so, I'll so get he, off the cheers. So he was like in his 40s back then. Yeah. Yeah. Again, none of them were as old as you thought they were. No. When you were a kid. No. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Miguel Fernandez is probably best known for being in Stargate SG-1. <laughs> Um, that's like his big, easily his biggest, um, oh, wow. Um, he was, 
He was in. I didn't even know this. Oh my God. There was a collection of short films based on Kurt Vonnegut's monkey house, which he was in from 1991. I did not know this existed. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Huh. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Brad Sullivan as Sheriff Hardesty. He was in the sting and Prince of Tides. That, oh, is that's the guy. I think that's the guy Josh was talking about. That's like everybody knows he was in the untouchables Slapshot. Um, South Pacific. Yeah, that guy. He's got the really big lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was old, I, they stand out because when I was a kid, there was I can't remember what he was in movie, but he was fun- like a mad scientist or something. He was like smoking Hoosiers. Oh, oh wait, is he the is he the guy that um, uh, from Gremlins that gets sold the smokeless? Ad- He's not no, in no no. no no no. He's not in Gremlins. He was in Hoosier. Anyways, we all know this guy. Yeah. The Dream Team, that Michael Keaton movie about the escaped mental patients. Tin Men. Comedy based on um one flew over the cookies. Yeah. Tin Men, The Untouchables, Jerky Boys the movie. Oh my god. <laughs> True Colors. Um The Abyss, Bushwhacked. Canadian Bacon. He was in everything. Um Yeah. Uh, that's, that's our, that, yeah. that rounds up our, our cast. That's most of the important people. I'm not going to tell you who played the mailman. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to tell hey. you who played the mailman. <laughs> what <laughs> about that? <laughs> you can look it up if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A request of information. Billy Lumpkin. Um, yeah. Uh, here's a hint though. He was in the days and nights of Molly Dodd. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And Tom Skerritt. Yeah, no. And actually, actually, I will tell you, it's it's James Green. He was uh, one of he, he was he was the old guy on the Pawnee City Council on Parks and Rec. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that was the mailman. It was like, hey, the guy that keeps track of everyone's menstrual cycle. Yes. Yeah. Him. yeah. The guy who was like, hey, the mayor's wandering uh, shoeless in his pajamas through the street in a snowstorm. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Like, all right, sorry about your loss. Uh, this film was not on Siskel and Ebert. I was disappointed, but uh, Gene or but uh, Roger Ebert did review it. Uh, he gave it three stars. Said, "If you like ghost stories, you will appreciate that they cannot be told with all sorts of ridiculous skeletons leaping out of closets, as in Abbott and Costello. They must be told largely in terms of fearful and nostalgic memory." Since by definition, I'm glad he's defining what a ghost is for us. By definition, a ghost is a ghost because of something that once happened that shouldn't have happened. Ghost Story understands that and restrains its performers so that the horror of the ghost is hardly more transparent than they are. Yeah, he gave it a medium recommend. Uh, Uh, I guess. I agree. I guess. Yeah, I it's it, like I said, this is this is a movie I chose because I watched it multiple times as a kid and thought it was terrifying. Um if I had watched it as an adult <laughs> before this, I might not have chosen this movie for the podcast. Uh, so I'll I'll probably get to ask you later on in the movie, but uh was it the body horror elements? I mean, it was I the ghosts I I that the creep the 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 
the corpses. I thought that was yeah, real the, creepy. And the climax of this movie is one of the most disturbing, real like physical effects I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, the yeah, the special effects are pretty good. Actually, we should probably. Um, yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this uh, I got. I do have. It only has thirty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Which I think is a little low. It's not. It's not a bad movie. It's just a little dry by modern standards. I mean, how effective is the Rotten Tomatoes model with movies that are this old and that are not popular? Exactly. Um, I do have two letterbox reviews, which I'm going to read. Yeah. Um, we tried to watch this at a slumber party in 1986. It has a few things, such as old people doing weird things and a naked guy falling out of a sci- skyscraper. Half a star. So that person waited for the internet <laughs> to be invented. <laughs> they waited for a long time. Yeah. I went to a sleepover in 86. Fuck this movie. When was that review written? Uh, April 27th, <laughs> 2021. This movie was all in the background when I was beating up one star. Um, uh, <laughs> And uh, one more. Sex is horrifying. Nostalgia is wrong. Every generation has a group of no less than four guys trying to simultaneously date the same woman. <laughs> Five stars. Uh, that's about it for the background. Guys, you want to jump into the movie? I'm going to jump out that fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dangle all the way down. Maybe not jump. Maybe just get startled through it. Yeah. You imagine they're filming that. So like he was on wires naked having to go ah while he flopped around <laughs> with his dick hanging out. Yeah. I love how sky rise apartments literally just have sugar glass panes, you know. <laughs> you can just back Nothing up into it and fall out. I saw a trailer recently for a movie made in 2022 where like somebody punches out a car window and it shatters like an old pane of glass. Oh my Just God. Like, yeah. Windows. I don't think we're ever like that. But. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go, guys. This is ghost story. We open on a small new England town. There's an old man. Is See- this the same town as in gremlins? It looks, this looks like just it. like that shot, like it also, establishing shot. It's an obscure movie, but if you've ever seen Polanski's Fearless Vampire Hunters, oh, Roman Polanski, but um, yeah, same kind of like a Dillick. Yeah, like that plate that they map, that map that they used, I think has been used. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The weird twilight, uh, like time to and the snow covered little yeah you know, snow village. on the church and, yeah. yeah super idyllic like mid twentieth century New Pastoral. England town yeah yeah um yeah one old man that's Sears he's pacing three other old men John Ricky and Edward are having nightmares we got yeah, they are I was so confused <laughs> with all four of these old men having nightmares as the way to open this movie like what's happening. Is I anything ha- going to happen? I ha- that's what I meant. Gonna... It was very disparate in the beginning. Yeah. They're like just sweating in bed. <laughs> no poles. There's no poles. What if there had been like a pullout and they were all in the same bed together? <laughs> Willie Wonka's butt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Be dead. Nuts and butts. Uh, uh, as of recording right now, I am sick. Tested positive for COVID. I was in bed sweating, watching this going like, 
man, what the fuck is happening in this movie? It was even more weird. Is it my fever? Uh, We get a credit sequence that's so long that Jude was like, you know what I love? Long credit sequences. (laughs) I thought the movie Um, might have been over already. Titles were important. They came before the movie. I don't think a word was said until the four minute mark. Four minutes and 12 seconds was when I noticed the first word spoken. Yeah, it took a while. Huh. Um, I guess it was just a lot of mumbling. Even the mumbling? Because there was a lot of mumbling. In it. Like, if you put on the subtitles. Uh, okay, yeah. Discounting the mumbling. Pulse. No pulse. Uh, you have to, if you don't discount the no mumbling. Pulse. If you don't discount the mumbling, then we don't even really have a podcast. Uh, it, yeah, if, if we don't discount the mumbling, do these old men say anything at all in this entire movie? Besides, if Fred stares in a box. <laughs> Schrodinger's predestined. Uh, uh, we cut to the four men in a dark study. Sears is telling a ghost story. Um, I thought, the, as a kid, I also thought this story was terrifying. It was my first introduction to the idea of being buried alive. That's uh, scary shit. Yeah. So they tell each other other ghost stories, not the ghost story. Yes, they tell each other some ghost stories, but not the story of the lady they murdered. Yeah, <laughs> spoilers. that's the ghost story that's underneath. Yeah. That's reality. They're trying to scare each other for years and years just to forget about how scary that real-life incident was. Yeah, that's the idea I got. I mean, they never really talked about the the genesis of them telling each other ghost stories, but it's kind of... Hinted that I mean, it's, it's loosely based. Wasn't there a club or society, sort of like the Explorers Society? I'm sure there's yeah some some yeah. famous storytelling. I, I yeah you you mentioned that it's not really like explained why. I wish they had said like oh we tell each other these scary stories so that we are not scared of the actual scary story underneath. Well, even what they are is said in passing. Like yeah. When they're first introduced, you're sort of supposed to take it for granted, and then you find out later they have a name to this club. Yeah, and we never we never hear the genesis of the name the Chowder Society. I assume that's some sort of weird inside joke, like harmless phosphorescence. Yeah, did she? Did well, she chowder cook is a melange really of things. Did she cook good chowder? Uh, who knows? Maybe that's why they were all chasing this tale. They were like it's a weird New England maritime thing. Yeah, they're like never marry a woman that doesn't cook great chowder. <laughs> chowder. I, I don't know. He calls them chowder. The chowder. I assume these are rules that uh, parents tell the their chowder. children. There's no plot. Yeah. Um, chowder. So, so, yeah. Um, anyways, they afterwards, they all toast their group called the Chowder Society. They talk about how they haven't been sleeping well lately, then head home for the night. Then we cut to New York City. A man in a big... Uh, sorry. They're all wearing bow ties. Yes. They dress up for the Chowder Society. <laughs> Ghost stories. And actually... And they're talking about how, uh, oh, uh, someday soon, men might not, men might yes. only wear ties to weddings and funerals. And funerals. And funerals. <laughs> they were right, but yeah, that old man kind of like we used to dress like men. <laughs> yes, yeah, up half fancy. Well, and when I'm, we and when we see the past, no matter what, they're wearing fucking ties and coats, no matter what situation they're in. That's how Which the aristocrats un- distinguish themselves. Yeah, it's not unrealistic for New England at the time, I'm sure. For con- if, you, if you weren't poor. For- well, also the late 70s, like dungarees. And- yeah. <laughs> I wore a bow tie the first time I walked down a sidewalk. <laughs> I was born in a boater hat. 
I wore a board tie the first time I made love to a woman unsuccessfully. <laughs> Which is what ultimately this movie's about. Spoiler alert. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's about five dudes who can't land it. It's about incels. Anyways. Kind of. This is an incel allegory. Oh, my God. Um, But also, uh, yeah. It's, well, and also the bros before hoes policy. There's a, of, there's a lot of underlying like, like rich of, up. of like upper middle class white dudes in the 20th century. Um, uh, uh, like uh, privilege <laughs> in this movie that I definitely never caught as a kid. I mean, Ted Kennedy. Yes. Left that girl to die in a lake in the trunk of his car. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't Brendan Fraser do that too? Or not Brendan Fraser. Oh. Um, uh, who's the, what's his face? Ferris Bueller. Oh, oh yeah. He killed somebody in a car. Yeah. yeah. He, he, in a that car drowned accident. in a lake. Yeah. I this think- is a weird common New England theme. <laughs> Shit that doesn't happen in the Southwest. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, there's so weird. Few when lakes. you look at Matthew Broderick and you're like, that dude killed someone. Yeah. It's like, like how do you fuck? reckon that? And he does. Uh, he's like oh, Inspector Gadget. And, we have to move on. Yeah, and he's and, and <laughs> we he's must ne- live life. He's never really faced consequences for it. Like what the fuck? Oh, it was an ex. It was. He's a rich ex, white guy. Yeah. And yeah, these are the city fathers. Like if you've heard that expression before, yes. that's what these dudes are. Yeah, one's the literal mayor of the town. The other is like like the town's the biggest attorney. lawyer. Yeah, yeah. He, obvi- he tells the cops what to do, so he's obviously a political lawyer. Ricky, from what I can There's tell, the doctor is just Ricky. It's like it's he was a dancer. Yeah, he's a great dancer. Yeah. Which when dancers were men, yes, he was the manliest <laughs> man in town. And maybe he's not a cliche because because like I said, he's he's one of the standout characters. Mm-hmm. He seems to have the most heart. Absolutely. He's the only one with empathy out of all of them. Yeah, out of the Chowder sisters. Yeah. yeah. R- Ricky and Sears were the only two interesting characters. Like uh Edward and James were both I mean, they were fine. They were fine characters, but they weren't what's, interesting. What's the name of the twin who didn't die? Uh Don. Don? Oh, Don, right. Yeah. Didn't and the die. twin who died was David? Dave. David. Don and Dave. Um, yeah. yeah so anyways we cut to new york a man in a fake mustache is talking to a lady lying face down in the bed who is responding very strangely they are having a his weird conversation overruns. yeah his bathtub is just overflowing and he's like who are you and what he, are you and he doesn't turn it off like what happened five that's minutes? what i mean yeah what happened in the i five- thought it was a dream but then he really died. Yeah. What happened? What happened, in- what happened in the five minutes prior to this? What was going on? What led to this conversation? Yeah. Well, Did he get up, go to the bathroom, then come back and be like, yeah, yeah. When is, when is this in relation to the phone call we see later on in the movie? Is yeah. this that same day? Months later, weeks later, who knows? But they imply it's simultaneous because they imply that she was engaged to David when they had sex. Yeah, it's it is weird. I mean, we go on to learn that water is associated with her, but it's strange. It seems very dreamlike. Then he literally dies. Yeah, it does seem very dreamlike. But yeah, so he turns her over. She is a decomposing corpse. And Fury backs up and trips out the window and fall of the skyscraper and falls <laughs> to his death. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, wiener. Yeah, wiener a flapping. <laughs> <laughs> like Early. so many people have died. <laughs> That's why you need to use 
double pane glass. Uh, yeah, I would think in a Skyrise <laughs> condo. Right. You have to request the sugar glass when you move into a condo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like something I could throw a cap through, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, most high rises, you can't open the windows for these reasons. Yeah, no. yeah right. exactly. Since the Clapton's law. Yeah, we cut to the phone ringing and then the same dude, except this time without the mustache. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> picks it up. This is Don, the twin brother. They were twin brothers. I was so confused. I I attribute it to a fever, but I was so confused when they showed him with a mustache and then without it. I was like, is this the same person? Are as, these really twins? As what a, is actually as happening? As a kid, I didn't even realize it was the same actor when I was a kid. I just thought there were two <laughs> dudes that looked alike. They should have put glasses on mustache, dude. Yeah. It's interesting. Maybe it was a clip. <laughs> yeah, glasses. Exactly. Like we're in Metropolis. Um, is it? Maybe it was a creative choice, but yeah, it seems like all the exposition comes later. Yeah. They definitely you know, like Brian. You're right. It was a lot. It was vague. The brotherhood and their relationship they, vague. And then later on, they tell you they definitely oh, slept with his fiance. Oh yeah. Well, I, <laughs> he I, says I, it to his dad. Yeah. We have any yeah. idea what's happening? Yeah. He's like, I, I, I fucked, fucked his fiance. Yeah. We're also Eskimo brothers. Yeah. Well, which is <laughs> ghost Eskimo brothers. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he slept with her while she was his fiance because of how it worked out. I just think it's yeah. But I so she's a ghost. Is she, is did she move from Florida to New York? Or was and you she, don't think that he slept with her while she was engaged to his brother? No. Yeah, was or was I don't she think simultaneously in two places at the same time? Yeah, she's a ghost. Yeah, she's well, a ghost. She, she could be in Florida she, and in New She York. could, but I got So the, therefore, I think he did. Because no, no, what David says to Don on the phone is um she she saw me and thought I was you. We met and hit it off and now we're engaged. That's true. Okay, I remember that. So yeah. I think that because of that one conversation, I think that clarifies that it was afterwards. Yeah, it does. I, I must have missed the I feel like this movie. If My subtitles weren't lined up. Neither were mine. No. Edited in a different like order, this movie would have made so much more sense and, and ultimately I mean. been a better movie. Yeah. yeah, the exposition came where the conflict. Well, and I mean, been. like we see the guy fall from the window and his dong a flap, and before we have any connection with any of these characters, it's like, oh, okay. yeah, no, none. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, yeah, it, it, they definitely want so like if. They definitely wanted it to be like a mystery that unravels before your eyes, but it was it was mostly just confusing. Yeah. Um. So. Well, I'm glad he died right away because uh, <laughs> that would have been an awkward conversation. <laughs> yeah. like, I saw your I saw your dong, dude. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I have an identical dong. They're, yeah, they're twins. I guess <laughs> he's, he's seen his dong every time he goes to use his. We have identical dongs. <laughs> <laughs> So what's that fraternal or what kind of twin is that? <laughs> Al, do you and Claire have identical dogs? <laughs> do I need to answer that question? No, I would. please don't. I'm sorry, Claire. If you're listening, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, Claire, don't answer that. I really, really apologize, Claire. Um, anyways, either answer is going to offend one of the Weber twins. <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, yeah, he gets the news that his brother died. 
His dad is Edward, mayor of the town and member of the Chowder Society. That was my Ned, right? That was what? He goes by Ned. Ned was it Ned or Ed? Was it Ned? Well, Ned can be uh, a yeah, Ned. Yeah, his his uh, uh, Christian name was Edward, but he went by Ned. He went by Ned. Okay, I I, I kept uh, hearing Ed, but that's me. Well, his name is Edward. Yeah. No, yeah, he he did. They did keep saying Ned, uh, like uh, I don't know Ernesto and Neto. Yeah, no, or, no, I get uh, it. Jack and John. J- Jack is. Yeah, a- no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying he wasn't going by Ned. I, I just heard Ed because I oh. have bad hearing. That's why I asked. Oh, yeah, I wasn't geez. sure if I had heard Ed or Ned. Yeah, no, it was me. <laughs> um, so, um, it's yeah. it's rhyming slang. Yeah, it's Cockney rhyming yep. slang. <laughs> it's Chowder Society. <laughs> That's his gang name. It's Chowder Ned. rhyming. <laughs> his gang name is Ned. <laughs> It's a small gang in a small town. What do you Forget want? about it, Jake. It's the Chowder Society. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so he arrives home. He tells his dad that he slept with his brother's fiance, and he thinks his brother was murdered. His dad Casually over dinner. Yes. He pours himself half a glass of beer, and then is like, so I fucked my dead, uh, dead brother's fiance, and I think he was murdered. How are you? Are you dead? It's a weird conversation for family members to have at any point, let alone the first night after finding out he's dead. The, the well, o- and they're obviously estranged. Yes. Dad yeah. didn't even know about his career status. Yeah. The, the only conversations in this film that didn't feel weird to me were the ones between uh, Fred Ricky. Astaire and, uh, yeah, Ricky and yeah, Ricky, Ricky and, and Don, Don. Talking yeah. about yeah. fucking sidewalk. Yes. Yeah, Ricky. God, yeah. Fred Astaire was. Ricky had the most depth. He was the best. <laughs> yeah, when he gets when he gets off the train or plane or automobile, however he gets there, the dad's like, "You look like shit." <laughs> and he's like, "Thanks, Dad." Immediately. Yeah. yeah. No, he takes a Greyhound. That is definitely an old New England Greyhound. Oh fuck station. yeah! Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we discover Don isn't doing well professionally as a professor or a writer. Um, then uh, we cut to the funeral. Later at home, Ned's having a bad dream. David wakes him up, and uh, his dad talks about reconnecting over some fishing. That was some real, like, backhanded shit. Like, you're all I have left now. Should we go fishing? Like, damn, I knew I knew the other one was the favorite brother, but fuck you, Dad. I'm all you have left now. Having a favorite twin is such a dick move. Like, it's one thing, you know, a lot of dads will be like, that was my firstborn, you know, my firstborn son. Yeah, but a favorite but like twins. Twin. Like you're making a decision after. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't know. Like you're both identical in so many ways, but the mustache does it for me. So if only you'd grown the mustache. <laughs> if only. If only. Yeah. Maybe the a familial. <laughs> yes, he should have grown a the mustache. Starting at this point in the movie, though, Indeed. that would have been even more confusing. <laughs> yeah, <it would've> been. <laughs> he's like a mustache. We just see him like caring for it. No, it's an unintentional. It's like a haunted mustache. It just is coming in no matter how much you shave. He's like, it's a ghost stash. Ghost stash. Ghost stash rides. <laughs> ghost stash rides aren't free in this movie. Oh, wait. Uh, so, yeah, that night, the Chowder Society all have nightmares again. Ricky's woken up by his wife, who blames his nightmares on the ghost stories they tell each other. Um, we cut to Ned, who's having a nightmare about David getting married. He wakes up early in the morning in a daze. 
He sees a vision of David and follows him out into a snowstorm in his pajamas to a bridge where the specter of a decomposing woman frightens him. He falls off the bridge into the icy river and dies. You know, if if everyone had just stayed away from heights, I think they could have survived this ghost just fine. Well, and oh, yeah. Snowplow Guy was the actual specter. Yes. <laughs> Plow King. Yeah, the Snowplow Guy. This is the first death the Snowplow Guy witnesses. Not the last. <laughs> The worst week ever. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, I took it. He watches the mayor die. He wa- like, that guy signs yeah. my paycheck. Also, the mayor died, and no one talks about the mayor being dead. They're not like, so how do we get another mayor? Yeah, uh, right. I was going to say, well, the, the town charter says whoever watches the mayor die becomes the mayor. That's <laughs> guy like, damn it, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I didn't mean to see him. Yeah, yeah, he's the mayor. And again, like I said, the post- the postal worker who like watches the mayor stumbling through the snowstorm in obvious distress and is like, sorry about your dead son. <laughs> Have a good day, mayor. Well, you take care now. Uh, so, yeah, um, we cut to the remaining members of the Chowder Society discussing what to do. Uh, James, the doctor, Dr. Jimmy has taken it the worst. Uh, Ricky wants to discuss some mysterious subject with Sears, but Sears don't want to talk. Um, we cut to Don in the basement of his dad's house going through an old trunk. He finds a photo of the Chowder Society as young men in the 20s with a mysterious lady. Meanwhile, Ricky and Sears are discussing their bad dreams and the death of James. Ricky thinks they're connected. Sears disagrees. We uh, cut to an old abandoned house. Ricky enters, looks around. He finds a dirty child and homeless man there. They tell Ricky they know the owner of the house. She's their friend. Uh, Ricky says no one lives there. They threaten Ricky and the town. Ricky flees. He goes to the police station, looks through mugshots. Yeah, Brian, say it. You got something on you. What? Who are these people? Who is this yeah. man and this child? Uh, yeah, who are they? How, how did they come in? To contact and business association. Do they ever with a ghost? It? No, they don't explain it. Oh, like I missed it. So all he, we- kind, he kind of alludes to like he's dead. He's a ghost. I, no, I don't. But think- is but is he a ghost? He's not a ghost. So okay. So all right. So what we find out from the cops is that he was in a he him and the kid escaped from a mental institution in California. He was involved with some sort of cult. <laughs> What institution houses these age groups together? Right. <laughs> even even in the turn of the century. And and that uh, he says that he was promised um immortality by the ghost lady. Those are all the things we know about this yeah. dude. But okay, first he has Master to Bates. die. Yeah, so so he's he's been promised to be made into a ghost by ghost lady after he dies. Can she oh, do that? Because, like, David doesn't become a ghost, and Ned ghost doesn't lie. become a ghost. Yeah, ghosts can lie. They're like the cops. They're allowed to do that. <laughs> if you're a ghost, you have to tell me. Are you a ghost? If you are, you have to tell me. You pull your pants out first. Uh, yeah, I have so many questions. Because this is a busy ghost lady. She's doing a lot of stuff that oh doesn't involve Frequent ghost work. Wire miles. Right? Yeah. Well, all over the country. And how 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 did it take this long? 
Yes. Why is it 50 years? Did it take her? Does she have to walk? (laughs) Did she walk to California to get this guy, then walk to Florida? (laughs) Like, yeah, that's why it took so long. But yeah, why is it happening now? And how? Right. Why? Because they don't mention it's an anniversary of anything. And how do you. I wish they had given us some like, oh, because both of the boys were ready to wed or some shit like that. Like I had my in like something. Yeah, he lets she lets them live long, long lives before. You know what I mean? It's like any time any of them die, it's like, well, you know, old guys die. Yeah, they're all in their 80s. Yeah, literally one of the actors died (laughs) in their late 80s to do anything but die. Do you like and and I, I, I for one think it's sad that she had to import California mental <laughs> mental institution escapees. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't get some local New England mental institution escapees. Maine is right there. Boston and I just picked up some guys in a bar. <laughs> this is the Reagan era. This is a fucking Reagan theme. Mental institution people from California coming to New England. Yeah, no, no. Right. That's one of the things Reagan did was shut down the mental institutions yep. and but make them all homeless. Yep. Yeah. That's what he did. By so, the- okay, I'm glad to understand and establish that these two characters are alive. Yes. They are both alive. Craig Bate and, and I... Finney. Yeah. Um, so, and, all right. Um, cross-dressing imp. Yes. <laughs> Who, by the way, we get no closure on. That was one of my questions. Where'd the kid oh. go? Because we don't, we, we never see what happens. To he the went kid. to Barber College. <laughs> uh, is yeah. the kid in the car with the old man in the snow yeah. drift? But he kills the old man in the car and that's the last we see of him. We assume he kills the old man. He attacks him. But maybe we, he became a ghost. Maybe. I don't know. But he he was alive and killing old men the last we saw him. So... Just but he wasn't on wearing his seatbelt when the car crashed. No, but after the car crashed, he jumped out of the back seat and was <laughs> killing the dude. Like, he was fine. Okay. Um, don't fuck around. He's, he's maybe still the, on the loose. Maybe Plow King uh, adopted him. Oh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's a silver lining to he's this like, story. He's like, I always wanted a child who was housed in an adult mental institution <laughs> raises my own. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, we cut to some sort of court proceeding. James's death is ruled a suicide. Afterwards, Ricky takes Don aside to talk. Meanwhile, a cop heads out to the house to take a look around for Gregory and the kid. He finds nothing but a raven. Um, at the local, the pub- bird flies into his face. <laughs> that almost happened to me the other day. <laughs> He's like stupid birds. I'm surprised he didn't fall out the fucking window. Yes. <laughs> like, wait, let me unzip before he pushed me out. I mean, honestly, if the bird had pushed the cop out the window, it would have fit the theme of this movie. What? Why does this abandoned house have sugar pane glass? Yeah. This movie is about height safety more than anything else. It really is. You're right. Produced you by OSHA. <laughs> Hang this movie in your collective break room. <laughs> what if this movie was constantly playing in every workplace break room? <laughs> then the world would be as crazy as I want it to be. <laughs> in, the, in the 
way I want it to be crazy because the world is yes, in the way you're right because the world is crazy, but not in the way I want it. Yes, not in the way I want it. It should be wackier. Yes. More laughter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, at the local, he calls it a pub, but this looks like a cafe. Uh, Don and Ricky are having oh, a talk. It looks like an old malt shop. It looks like the malt shop yeah. they're in later. Yeah. But yeah, it's a diner Rick, earlier. Ricky calls it a pub. He's wrong. Um, He's wrong. Um, Don shows Ricky the old photo. <laughs> Ricky looks at it pensively and doesn't say a word. I want to know how that conversation ended because we cut away from the scene. Did he just look at the photo and then run? <laughs> Like <laughs> tap danced out of scene. <laughs> it's like you, you got to blind him with the razzmatazz again in the way that I want it to be. It's him with I the wish somebody sand. would shuffle ball step away from my table. <laughs> I would give anything. Uh, so. For your next birthday, Josh. <laughs> Al, you got you, you you gotta start practicing Hales. now, Al. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, hey, I, I got this lunch. All right, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um later back at his dad's house, Don finds Gregory Bate and the kid. Uh they make some vague threats at him, give him a necklace and leave. And Greg Bates' outfit went from zero to a hundred in no time. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's a villain in a Conan movie. It's a fucking V that goes all oh, the deep V. And he yeah. drops down in the elevator from nowhere. Like, no, he wrote it up because that's what Don is. The little, showmanship, man. The yeah. elevator in the middle of the room. Yeah, why is there hallway. an elevator in the middle of this house? There's only two stories. It's a dumb waiter. It's a gigantic yeah, dumb it's waiter. Not, I guess yeah, so. I'm not that old Victorian. Um, yeah, fair enough. Maybe she. But had yeah, it does seem like only two stories upstairs, and like that's how the artists arrived. <laughs> well, what's hilarious is that he wants to make that elevator entrance, so Greg Bate gets in it, rides it to the top floor. Don comes out of the basement just so Bacon comes right slowly down, down the elevator. <laughs> I didn't even consider the blocking required for him to be upstairs. Well, the basement, and he hears down. the elevator engaged. So then he goes up, but just in time to see Bates <laughs> lower down. So he had to have gotten in the elevator. Well, and also he's like, all right, telling the kid, all right, you wait here behind the potted plant and jump out at him when we get near. And keep this necklace in your mouth. Yes, keep that. I, I, I feel <laughs> like so, you're in the end of Goonies. Like, yeah, all the way in his mouth, the chain, the giant freaking gem that's like the size of his tongue. That is a choking yeah. hazard if I've ever seen one. <laughs> that's why it was insane. Again, OSHA. OSHA is <laughs> all about this movie. Why, why were these characters in the movie? I don't, because they were in Peter Straub's book, I guess. It needed six characters. It needed four old men and two twin boys and a ghost. Yeah, uh, which is also also Sounds like a sitcom. Yeah, that's also that's also the list for my orgy. <laughs> Don't recite the list again. No. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna four old men. Yeah, okay. We're we're leaving the kid in the, uh, the kid and the homeless. Four old men, twin boys, and a ghost out of the orgy. I'm I'm cool with that. That's fine. It's about the family you choose. <laughs> All right. Later, later, um, we cut to the Chowder Society meeting telling ghost stories. 
Ricky tells the other two that Don found a picture of a lady. He wants to tell Don about something from their past. Sears says no. Don arrives, says he wants to be part of the Chowder Society. He's going to buy his way in with a story. I love the buying your way into the Chowder Society with a story. Yeah. That's the, that was the coolest That's part of this whole movie. You. Yeah, was that was cool. like, I want to buy my way in. And you're thinking, oh, he's going to give him the necklace. But no, with the story. Yeah. Wait, did we miss the scene where the cop puts out the APB on Greg Bate? Mm-hmm. And he sounds like he's hosting an NPR show. Just like, yeah, his uh, name is Greg Bate. Um, he is dangerous. When they were talking Possibly on the radio, arm. yes, yeah. it was. So I was like, "That's an all points bulletin." <laughs> be uh, be on the lookout for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now here's the smooth sounds of King Crimson. <laughs> uh, I just discovered this this stand up uh, Johnson. I think is his name, uh, but his parents massage therapist, and his whole set is like that. Hi, my name is Johnson, and both of my parents were massage therapists. That's why I talk like this. And I had seen him like two nights ago for the first time, and I, that's immediately what I was like. I wonder if this guy's parents are massage therapists. <laughs> I'm just a small town cop trying to find love <laughs> and Greg Bate. Yeah, um, it's going to be cloudy later today with a chance of storms. <laughs> <laughs> With a possible chance of armed and dangerous. <laughs> now over to you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Gross. Um, so, yeah, uh, Don starts telling his story. He was a professor in Florida. He met a woman employed as the secretary for a major university. <laughs> Just employed. She's the new secretary. Yes. He has been dating another teacher. The music teacher, we find out, or chorus, choir teacher, something. And then immediately sees this woman who looks at him and knows his name. Yes. And is smitten. Immediately yeah. smitten. She, she, and she immediately on. cheats on his girlfriend. Don, you suck. I mean, they didn't seem Maybe like they, they were in like that serious of a relationship. But it's like the same no, day, the isn't it? it? Well, he had said, let's make plans for later. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, I didn't ask. I didn't mean together. I meant I was yeah. going to go make plans every <laughs> year. Call me and tell me your plans. I'm going to fuck the plans. ghost secretary. <laughs> you can okay, come over cool. after. Yeah. I'm going to have a bottle of wine and call it a night. Yeah, so... Um, She's probably thriving without Don around. Oh, God, That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah, yeah she, Don's a heel. Don sucks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he... Uh, he and the uh, secretary, Alma Mobley, <laughs> from Great Britain, it appears... Um, they begin an affair. They have some unnecessarily acrobatic sex. The first, yeah. um, neither and in the middle of it, she just keeps saying, "I want you." It's like, all right, <laughs> I'm here. Right here, we're in. <laughs> yeah, um, and it is true that ice cream is the most sensual of the desserts when she, when they're feeding each Hers other ice pudding. cream. This shit was just, it went off the fucking rails. Dude yeah, like, it was unbearable. Dude was like, what is this movie? Is this <laughs> yeah. a horror movie? Is this like a weird 80s? Did it just become a rom-com? Like, what's Were happening? Were we supposed to believe kind of kissing movie? that this was like a sensual moment between two human beings? Because I got none of that vibe. No. Yeah, two sexy parfaits. And also, also, so the ghost <laughs> moves to Florida. <laughs> gets a job. Gets a job at a major university. Learns uh, apparently about 
all the stuff she missed from 1929 to 1979 culturally. Wow, you're right. Um, very hip. Like, like they're... The wall has been built? What? We fought a world war? What has been happening? <laughs> She's like, the pill. Do I need to get on the pill? Can I have ghost babies? <laughs> You're asking permission? No, she could just get a ghost abortion. <laughs> yeah, in 79, that was <laughs> a right. for the world. Yeah. Death be- ghost death begins at conception. <laughs> ghost. Ghost death. Uh, all right. Is, is that how you kill a ghost? You get them pregnant? <laughs> That's how you can crush their spirit. Hey, hey, hey. Remember, condoms aren't just for preventing ghost pregnancies. They're also for preventing ghost sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, all right. And anyways, so she's uh, she she's weird and creepy a lot. He ignores it for a while until he just decides to stop ignoring it. Um, and then he leaves her. She gets mad. Ghosts do not take up take breakups well. They don't take anything well. That's my biggest <laughs> no, problem. They don't. That's why they're ghosts. <laughs> yeah, there's not one good spirit. Like nobody has an anecdote about ghosts. I was like, and he was really chill with getting murdered. <laughs> He's just like, I live here too. You know, long garbage day is Monday. <laughs> like it's all good. I get the left side of the fridge. I'll, I'll put my name on the milk. <laughs> Exactly. Ghost has a fucking chip on their shoulder. Uh, so yeah, so he he wanted to uh, get married. He wanted to elope and go to Crete, get married in Crete or some other Greek island. Um, yeah, and but she's very insistent. Like, no, I want to go to your hometown. <laughs> so, what was her plan? I want Al Sultry. Yeah, what was her plan? Bury him in the hometown and then no. kill the Chowder Society? No. no, no, no. She wasn't going to kill anybody until he broke up with her. It was about a spurned woman. She just wanted yeah. to get married and settle down and have a life together. So, a ghost she, life. she's a ghost, but she's also a real lady. Right? How do you be a? How does this work? <laughs> no, and like the funniest and most confusing is that she, you know, tried that she was living a normal human life on a day to day. She even mentions how behind in their work they are. Right. <laughs> I've got ghost paperwork up to my neck. Oh my god, <laughs> she's a ghost and she's doing paperwork and answering calls. And she wasn't just always there. She got hired. And the dean acknowledged her. So she was, you know, she, she wasn't an illusion. Yeah. yeah. No. She, I wish she, they had she made, interviewed for that job. She should have been an illusion. That yeah. would have been really easy to do. Like we saw her at her desk one time. Yeah. yeah. And they there's another lady. Yeah. And they, Shyamalan did it. And that lady says to him, you, uh, the, the dean's really mad. You, you slept with the secretary and then she left. What? And then yeah, you even say that. Work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, but but what if instead like, yeah, what if instead she, she'd been like she should have said, "Who? Yeah, I'm the dean's secretary. What are you talking about?" There <laughs> hasn't sex. been a secretary here in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I would never let you feed me ice cream. That paperwork is haunted. <laughs> yeah, his was ice cream, hers was pudding. Yeah, but instead yeah, instead she becomes a real girl. <laughs> 
Like it's corporeal. That's victory enough for a ghost. You right? get a second chance at life. You can't be and, and you go back to the rat race. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Go to Crete. Spook people out on an island in Greece. Yeah. Even Fucking as a relax. even as a ghost, like I'd rather go to Crete than New England. Or to start life all over again. <laughs> you got a job. You're dead. Up a You're dead and you go get a job. What the fuck is wrong with you? She interviewed for that job. All right. So, um, yeah, anyways, she gets mad. And then he gets fired from his teaching job due to neglecting his duties for Alma. So, like... He got fired. He was not doing his job. He was going to go to Crete anyways. He is, his his dad is definitely fucking loaded. He is living off his parents' money. Trust fund. Yeah. Yeah. He's a New England child. Yeah. A, a waspy. Not, not, to, not to stereotype an entire region of the country, but I assume well, that a lot of them are this rich. Yeah. Yes. It's where we founded the country. So, yeah. Yeah. You want to talk old about old money. money. Waspy, yeah. old money, New England. His dad's the mayor of a New England town. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh. So he finds out that she never existed. Although when he goes in to her empty apartment, he finds a letter. I was like, did she leave him a letter? Was it like, Dawn, I'm sorry it didn't work out. This isn't working out. You're a Scorpio and I'm a ghost. P.S. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Uh, It'll never work. My ghost dad will never. And like when it. she was like being cold sometimes and like being weird. Moody. <laughs> yeah. Was that just her not holding it together? Or was she like, I'm going to creep him out a little bit now. <laughs> and I'm going to ask him when he's going to get a new job. Just so he knows it's not all ice cream and acrobatic sex. Got to live in the real world. <laughs> ghost. Uh, yeah, he had sex with a ghost with a corporeal body. Like, not even Jack Nicholson got that far. Um, anyways, sometimes later, he gets a call from his brother in a bar. <laughs> I guess he had his calls forwarded to the bar. Um. Did did he get the call from his brother? Or did, or did he call he his call brother? Maybe I he, thought he called his uh, brother. Yeah, it makes like, more sense. Like he got real sauced and was like, I should call him and tell him that I fucked a ghost. <laughs> and his brother's like, me too. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> I fucked ghost. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, he says he met Alma. Um She's not upset with Don, but uh, they fell in love and are now engaged. He hopes Don isn't upset. Don tries to warn him that she's a ghost lady, but David's like, "Ah, oh, you're just jealous." That's the same old <laughs> that's story. You, yeah, that's what you said about my Jewish girlfriend too. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, he tells the Chowder Society that's the last that the last time he saw her, she was wearing the necklace that Gregory Bate gave him. Don wants the Chowder Society and him to do something, tells them that the woman in the picture he found was Alma Mobley. The Chowder Society agrees, but James starts freaking out. His wife comes in and kicks out the others, angry that they upset her husband. That night, they all have nightmares again, with James being the worst of all. He attacks his wife in his sleep, but then falls back into a restless slumber before she's injured. Um, 
<laughs> and they possibly filmed the actual <laughs> Melvin Davis's yeah. Douglas's uh, death. Yes. Yeah. That, oh my God. I couldn't tell if that was his wife or his caretaker. I, th- I think it was his wife. Because again, the age difference was pretty stark. Um, and everyone treated her like a, a maid, Millie. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I think we see Millie, though, in the flashback. I think that she's one of the two dames oh. that are talking about. Uh, oh, I'm with Al. It was vague. I couldn't yeah. tell if she was married to him or if she'd just always been maybe the good doctor's nurse or something. Yeah, Jacqueline Brooks played Millie a good 30 years younger than uh, Melvin uh, Douglas. She, she looked like B. Arthur. Or yeah. she looked like Maud. She did. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, she tells him about what happened the night before the next morning and that there's a lady waiting for him to see him as a doctor. He says, I don't see patients because I'm very old and should be retired. <laughs> Put on your glasses, doctor. <laughs> Um, so, uh, she goes down to tell the lady to leave, but the lady's disappeared. Uh, James starts having a heart attack. She calls, uh, 911 while he fumbles in his cabinets for pills. But before he can find any, the woman appears behind him and I guess amps his heart attack up to 11. I guess he was having a heart attack and then had a, a more of a heart attack when he saw the ghost. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, a few days later, after his funeral, the remaining members of the Chowder Society gather with Don and tell him the story of what happened. In the spring of 1929, when they were young men, they met a rich British lady named Eva Galley. The townspeople clucked their tongues at her and her, her, her Audio. modern flapper ways. Um, they hung out with her in bow ties and hats. Frolic. Uh, yeah. Did anyone have a second where they didn't realize it was a costume party and there was just that dude dressed as a flapper <laughs> dancing with himself? Yeah. And I was like, is this just what it was like in the 20s? <laughs> no, they're going to show us some dirty 20s shit. No, it was a costume party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they frolicked through fields in bow ties. <laughs> they drank. And sang barbershop quartet in bow ties. And knee socks. And knee socks. And, and uh, 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 what were they called? Knickers. The yeah, knicker yeah, knickers. Bloomers. Yeah. Uh, what? I, I'm shocked that hasn't been brought back at any point. <laughs> you know, um, I'm glad too. it hasn't. Yeah. yeah I can totally you. see some like fucking like Portlandia assholes bringing that, trying to bring that shit back. <laughs> Those old timey bikes with the giant wheels. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, she takes a shine to Edward. Edward's kind of weird about it, though. He's like, "If you're not gonna fuck all my bros, you're not gonna fuck me at first. Exactly. That's the weird element. You know, okay, you all love her, but only one. I don't know. Yeah, like, like, are were you really looking for a gangbang here, Ned? Like is that, is that what you want? Is that what you we dudes were can just for? do it whenever you want? Because like it seems like it seems it was weird. Like was spe- weird. like when they were in the field and like they were making out and like the others left and he's like no no no, 
<laughs> if my bros can't make out with you too, I'm just going to go with them. Yeah. And it implies that, you know, that the, that the female has no, you know, say or whatever. It's like, we'll choose who's the best suitor for you. Yeah, exactly. But now the woman will choose which of you knuckleheads. <laughs> if any. If any. Yeah. Um, uh, it- you mean chowder heads. <laughs> um so yeah (laughs) yes uh so yeah she and edward do try to sleep together at some point but nettie has some problems performing little nettie goes to (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah uh so uh the other and the three others are like singing outside did they know ned was there Yeah, did they know? Were they coming? Like, Ned will love it if we sing to him while he has that. <laughs> Sweet animal, like, yeah. Um, yeah, they couldn't just turn on like Barry White or the you know, low, <laughs> yeah, Lowrider's old show. The only way to woo a woman, so your that, buddies had to sing out front, of yeah. The, door. the only way to woo a woman then was to have your friends come over and <laughs> sing to her outside while you did it. I put two eyes of blue. Uh, so yeah later they all get drunk together he uh, lies and says that the sex was great they all drunk awesome he said awesome it was awesome yes totally tubular this although 81 was prior to awesome um, becoming part of still yeah it still had the original meaning yeah yeah full of awe even even when the film was made much less in 1929 Um, it's like really that cheeseburger filled you with awe but it's one of my favorite words oh yeah i misuse it um Um, proclaims that she's a goddess yes yeah yes and obviously there's not another slightly eligible bachelorette in town (laughs) yeah well except the two except the two that they uh that they insult at the costume party (laughs) yeah these dudes, man. Right. Well, I, I think they were their future other. wives. That's just me. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think they were. I think they settled after they killed this bro. <laughs> like, well, we're not going to kill the next ones. All right, guys. Can we all <laughs> yeah. agree on that? We've Ghost learned our once. lesson. So Ricky and his wife, they've only been married 32 years. Oh, that's true. So that was what? Uh, that's like the, what, 70? That's like the 40? Well, the 40s. Like, yeah. Yeah. 40. Uh, 48 yeah 40 uh, 49 somewhere 20 in years after this yeah well because uh it, wikipedia says this takes place in 1979 oh even okay. though i was gonna say i thought it took place in the 70s yeah. yeah did all of these guys avoid going to war mm, sure. it Probably. seems like it none of them are mentioned although i mean they would have been in their 30s then but that didn't really matter tom yeah, no like they, they were taking dudes into their 40s for world war oh, yeah. ii Anybody. Uh, well, like from the Civil the, War. From the poors, obviously. <laughs> well, yes. All right. I mean, yeah, they, no, I bet they didn't. I bet they all they, avoided there, it. There was, that, there was that some rich been guys. That would easy thing to tie into this, yeah. like the trauma of serving overseas. There was yeah, some, they, would, they would have more stories. There were some rich guys that, that got to be officers and hang out in, in London. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so they uh, head over to her house. They want to have a drunken, I assume a drunken gangbang. That's what it seems like they're after. Yeah, it does. 
Uh, she's, she's, you know, she's not too pleased to see him, but she invites them in. They do some dancing. After she seems to be getting tired of it, they're going to leave. Uh, but Sears, who's a real shithead, wants his dance. Um, and then uh, she starts getting mad and she kisses each of the guys and then is going to tell them what happened with Ned and his performance. <laughs> but rather than admit that he couldn't get a boner, <laughs> Ned pushes her into the fireplace and she seemingly uh, she hits her head and uh, goes unconscious. James. I mean, it was the twenties. weren't weren't white guys allowed to kill like two or three people? That's what like, I was that, saying. Like, weren't you allowed to? Like, like, thank God it's the thirties. We can get away with this. Yeah, just just you another punch in your it. murder card. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, we kill chicks sometimes. We're four upper crust white dudes in New England. We can kill five or seven ladies a year. Yeah, it didn't take Wall Street and cocaine for that to stay. Um, she says, uh, she says to Sears, uh, dance with me, you little toad. Yeah. Which we, that, that line, that line comes up later. Yeah, it does. Um, so So do we think he intended to kill her or just, no, uh, no, which is push her around a little bit. It was an accident. He just wanted to, he, he just, he just like, like panic struck out was like, no. And like, he did, he, I, he didn't intend to kill her. I think it would have been more powerful if they murdered her. Yeah. I agree with that. I thought it was weird. Died of a traumatic head injury because he pushed her instead of like, he didn't push her down the stairs or out of a fucking window. Oh, out of a window. That would have been interesting. (laughs) They didn't give, yeah, you're right. That would have been. But she didn't even die from the she didn't. traumatic head injury. She didn't. So they decide, rather than going to the cops, that they're going to dispose of the body. So the doctor, right? The doctor takes her pulse and is like, there's no pulse. Yeah, Which she, is what they repeat to themselves yeah, over and over. Yeah, the doctor says that to himself. There was no pulse. There was no pulse. Like He, is, he clearly is has, he still that bad of a doctor. <laughs> no, the guilt. Like, I thought she was dead. I was the doctor, I, or I was going to be the doctor, and I told them all she was dead. And You know what I mean? The guilt of, like, yeah. if I had either done more closely or checked again, she might have had a pulse. And He's That's like, like a, that's an easy call to make, though. Like, even with a faint pulse, you can you can feel it. That's just, it was just weird that he's like no pulse. Yeah. Well, I think he had a specific guilt. He, yes, he definitely did. But I mean, he was drunk. He was just a medical student and it was 1929. They barely knew what a pulse was. (laughs) They only (laughs) discovered it. Your mouth was just a tube to your butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, but, um, so they put her in her car drive her to a lake and uh, push the car into the lake. As it's sinking, she pops up still alive and drowns to death instead of already being dead. And Ned tried to run in after her, right? Was it Ned? Yeah. Yeah, tried to run in yeah. after her, but he didn't get for He didn't try that hard. He no, could have swam didn't. in and swam down and pulled her out and they might have been, well, they didn't have CPR then, but um, really, he couldn't get his tie wet. <laughs> That's right. It simply wasn't it. done. It just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just, it was shitty what they did afterwards, but her death 
at least to them was an accident. It just doesn't seem like enough meat for such a vengeance haunting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, they didn't give me a proper burial. They didn't. It was, it, they didn't it handle was a it. Petty well. haunting instead of like a <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like poltergeist. Well, yeah. It, well, that's what they say is that you know a, bitches a haunting be haunting. Spirit. <laughs> bitches be haunting. That's true. That's true. Look it up. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. It was, it was, it was petty. It was an accident upon an accident. Yes. And I get bad choices. I get being upset by that. As a, <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Well, it's different on the than murdered. End, right, I, w- you- I would get a job in Florida and fuck a t- set of twins and push one out a window <laughs> and maybe okay. kill a father and then maybe kill another guy in a snowbank. Like yeah. a good time. Yeah. And the, and maybe go to California, get a couple escaped mental patients, bring them <laughs> oh, back to New child. England. This ghost did a lot of stuff. Like a Wait, lot. Did she, did she help them escape? Maybe. <laughs> Do you think she pushed right. like, the orderlies out the window or something? I don't know how she would. Maybe she got a job as an orderly. <laughs> she had yeah, she, maybe she spent all 50 years trying to recruit some homeless people. Well, and also so talking about and let's not forget. She then went to New York to meet the brother. She probably got another job in New York in another yes. apartment and started dating the brother. That's the implication. Yeah. That she has to live a mortal life to get things rolling. Or do ghosts just take things? Are they just like, no, nah, I'm taking this apartment. I'm a ghost. I'm taking this job. I don't I think she filled out an application and had a credit check done. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I always thought they could live simultaneously with mortals, but I guess they need their own address. Um, Social security purposes. Well, and when he, when he shows up at her apartment in Florida, everything's gone. But like, was that ghost furniture? Or did she call some movers <laughs> and have them pack it up and move it to New York? No, she used the ghost JCPenney catalog. Uh, uh, I, the more we ask these questions, the more I enjoy this movie because it's fucking bonkers. None of this makes yeah. any sense. No, none like, of it. It's so easy to just like tie a thread through this whole movie, but they just chose not to. Yeah. Well, and Straub was, a, you know, he was verbose like Stephen King. So I'm sure a lot of this shit is in there, but yeah. Yeah, it did not. Greg Bate. Let's give him a name and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the book makes a lot more sense than this movie does. <laughs> I hope. But I meant with these little details, like yeah, yeah. How, how how did she get them out of this <laughs> out of this unit age asylum? <laughs> uh, back in the present, Ricky and Sears um, tell Don that the Chowder Society agreed never to talk about it again, uh, not even with each other, um, due to her reputation as a. A harlot. The townsfolk were glad she was gone and assumed she simply left town. But no British, no no family members, no British people, no one came and said, hey, this rich British lady done disappeared. You guys seen her? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That time, I think young white guys could kill, you know. Yeah. It's 29. They're like, you know, <laughs> rich British ladies disappear all the time. She was mouthy. Yeah. So, um... Ricky and Don believe that Alma and Eva are definitely the same woman. Her ghost has returned to seek revenge. Uh, they go to Eva's old house to confront the past and her ghost once and for all. But when they get there, Don, again, Osha, falls through the stairs. <laughs> Just stay on the a, ground. Were those ghost stairs? Did she do that to him? <laughs> yeah. I don't Does know. it seem like that happened to him? Not like... 
oh, it just so happened that this was the time that those stairs gave out. Because like, we saw both. She yoinked them. We saw both yeah. the cop and Fred Astaire <laughs> go up and down those stairs just fine. And we have to assume that Greg and the weird little kid <laughs> did also. Yeah. Yeah, and the kid did it in heels. Okay, and backwards. And backwards. <laughs> so I have a question. She seemed, when she was Eva and not Alma, yeah. she seemed rather ghostly already. Right. She was creepy when she was a live yeah. lady. She seemed ethereal and like, yeah, where did she come from? Where is she going? I, I, I wondered, is this her first time being a ghost or maybe her second or third time <laughs> being a ghost? She's an old hat at ghosting. She's one of those girls. <laughs> ghost slut. Um, yeah. She was brought over on a boat from England. She was already a ghost. She was going to New England to set up a job to get some other guy when these guys accidentally murdered her. And she's like, well, now I've got to do them. She immigrated. <laughs> it's an endless cycle of ghosting. The, yeah, she came over to Ghost Ellis Island. <laughs> With her ghost passport. <laughs> She's like, you have to do it by the book. I can't just be a ghost and show up. I have to go through immigration, get a job. <laughs> I can't just rent an apartment. Um. All right. So, yeah. Um. Don and Ricky wait there while Sears leaves for get, to get help. But while driving through the snowstorm, he sees an apparition of Eva in the road. <laughs> he closes his eyes, drives straight through it. The ghost doesn't make him crash, but the snowplow does. <laughs> the ghost plow. Yeah. Ghost plow. And that poor snowplow driver is like, another one? Oh, now, now I'm the town's lawyer, too. <laughs> Every time I gotta you, stop seeing people die in this town. Every time you see someone die, you get their job. It's in the charter. <laughs> so, um, the crash does not kill Sears. He's fine, but then out of the backseat jumps the creepy kid, who we assume kills him, and then runs off into the woods, never to be seen again. Also, it's snowing out, and this kid is in a dress. Yeah. <laughs> Still? Like, we yeah, we only ever saw him in the dress. Okay. He's from California. You know how to pack. <laughs> California girls are undeniable. <laughs> California escaped mental institution Daisy patients. Dukes, are... Oh, wait. No, no, no. The kid got back into the snowplow. <laughs> <laughs> the snowplow guy gave the kid a ride back to town. He's no, no. What's the what's the snowplow guy levels up? Then that kid has to be the snowplow. <laughs> oh God! That's how this town works. He's like, I watched Greg you. Bate is the doctor now. <laughs> I watched. Yep. I watched, levels up. I watched you kill the guy. So then I become the lawyer and you become the snowplow driver. First, I was the mayor. The circle the of life. And now you're the plow guy. Kid's like, oh, well. I love this form that's, of government. That's how, the, that's how the ghost became the secretary. <laughs> she saw the original secretary die. Didn't Employment by combat, it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Um, yeah, Ricky realizes something's wrong with Sears because uh, it's been too long. So he leaves to get help. He gets picked up by Gregory Bate, um, who tells him that Eva's plans are to kill them all. And he's going to be 
a ghost guy, I guess, after that. So he's not a ghost. He's not a ghost. Ricky stabs him to death at this point. He's not a ghost. He is not a ghost. He just happens to show up at the right time. I guess he was waiting. I was like, oh, there's Ricky. (laughs) Gotta go get him. The ghost did say that Ricky would walk out. If I watch him die, then I get to be the dancer. <laughs> I was going to say, he had to wait for the kid to plow the whole town. <laughs> <laughs> when the kid's done plowing, I can pick up Ricky and then I'll get to marry Ginger Rogers. It's like, look, these streets are not going to plow themselves. School's coming. <laughs> so, yeah, he stabs Gregory to death. And they crash. Ricky's fine, though. <laughs> that picture, or that picture, that shot of um, Fred Astaire just crouching in the upside-down car. I was like, he just <laughs> just now crawled in there and refused to get on his knees. He's like, I'm not getting my pants dirty, guys. I loved this sequence, though, of him, like, pulling out the knife that we saw him take from his drawer. Also, these are white men in New England. Mm. How do they not have revolvers? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's true. That like, is true. He grabs a paring knife. He's like, I'm going to stab this ghost with a paring knife just in case. Or maybe Greg bait. <laughs> He's like, it's more elegant to stab yeah. a man to death than to shoot him. <laughs> you have to have certain, certain standards. Radish rosettes. <laughs> uh, so um, Ricky goes and gets the cops. <laughs> I don't know why the cops are like, like Ricky can make the cops do anything. Cause again, rich old guy in new England, he just murdered a guy in his car. Yeah. This is the second murder. Ricky has been a part of, by the way, he calls the guy. Uh, yeah. Hey Ricky. This uh, is this the was, this one was, police station. This one was self-defense. Yeah. Right? It was self-defense, but it's still a court date. Yeah, yeah. This needs, <laughs> this needs to go through the justice system Still for sure. <laughs> you got picked up hitchhiking and then stabbed the driver to death, and you claim that he was trying to kill you. Hmm. Well, you are um, an old rich guy in New England, and this guy's from <laughs> yep. California, so I guess you're okay. And a fabulous dancer. Ignore all that, officer. Let's go dredge this pond. There's a corpse at the bottom in a car. Don't ask me how I know. Should we wait for spring? No. <laughs> Wouldn't this make him seem more guilty for the murder he just committed right now? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so Sheriff, I just killed an escape mental institute or mental patient. Um, we need to go pull a car out of a lake that has a corpse in it. Don't ask questions. They are completely unrelated. <laughs> completely. Um, Today on All Things Considered. He's like, all right, let me ask my secretary about it. I just hired her. he's doing some ghost paperwork Um, what a twist yeah so uh, he goes they pull the car out of the lake this is intercut with Don Alma is very very slowly coming down the stairs walking towards him taunting him in a wedding dress right in a wedding dress (laughs) she's like you asked me to marry you Don I take that seriously this whole end of this movie makes no goddamn sense it's like they ran out of ideas and they were like, we need to get the car out of the water and have like a Melvin Douglas died. You'd, gotta- <laughs> you'd think she would be after Ricky more than Don because Ricky was part of the crew that killed her. Or Sears. He's the biggest asshole. He kind of started it. Everyone was going to leave. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, no, nah, I want my day. Well, Sears is if already dead. left. Yes. Oh, you're right. He's dead at that point. You're right. Yeah. But he is the worst. But Ricky's the only one left. You think she'd be after Ricky? It would have made more sense if Ricky was in the house and Don was out getting the car pulled out of the water. That would have made a lot more sense, actually. That would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I was going to say, have Ricky be the one who goes back, tries to save her in the flashback scene instead of Ned. Because he's the one who's empathetic this whole movie anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a dick from the get-go. Ricky is like, let me tell you about Sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. If Ricky had been trying to save her and she's like, like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. You're cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so anyways, as uh they pull the car out, he opens the door, and Eva's rotting corpse falls out and starts like melting into the ground. And what a world, what a her ghost world. disappears. Dawn is safe. We get one last matte painting of the town and credits roll. <laughs> This is such a weird. So her body needed to be pulled out of the water for her ghost to go away. I, a proper burial, right? Isn't that a common? I ghost? think that's. But like, she weird. hadn't even been buried. She's I, just. I think she just wanted the world to know what happened to her. I guess I don't know. Or I, I mean, because it seems like a resting place would be her only real motivation. Because, like we said, her death was an accident. I just wish there was more more tying this in thematically in some way instead of I just. Agree. <laughs> and now her body's on the ground and her face is falling off her skull. <laughs> She's fine. Yeah. If it had been a murder plot, it would have made everybody's nightmares more make more sense. It would have made her haunting make more sense. It would have made the multi generational haunting make more sense. If but yeah, they, if they, they they covered up an accident poorly. Yeah, or and if not it, okay, but yeah, still a crime, but also, yeah, like what, what, what if, if there was yeah. no evil involved, there was no malice really involved. You yeah, know? there was dude, some- dude didn't want her to say he was a limp dick, so he pushed her, and then it just kind of goes from there. Whereas, like, if they had planned to kill her, they're like, oh, well, if not, if if a single one of us can't have her, then nobody can have her, kind of thing. Yeah, like, like a, a perfect or a simple plan type. Deal. Yeah, if she had like met another man in town instead of all four of them, and they killed her. And they find out she's a lesbian or something. Yeah. yeah, something like where she's unattainable, and they didn't realize that, so they feel like they've been lied to. That happens with they dudes find a lot. She, <laughs> she's married to some royalty in England or something. something. Yeah. yeah, 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 just anything she, that she was more mysterious before she died. <laughs> then she died, and she's got normal nine to five jobs. She's got. She apartment. was a mysterious rich lady from from England who came to this town in Vermont. Yeah, <laughs> and then she died, and she became an average she, American working. She never stiff. worked until she was a ghost. Oh my god, that's insane! And like Thoreau said, she had to learn herself an awful lot of information in that gap. Everything from typewriter. <laughs> Telephone. She had to, yeah, she had to learn how to answer phones, how to type, she, like dictogram, yeah, all kinds of shit. She had when they were in her apartment, she was warming herself on a uh, an electric heater. That's yeah. not ghostly. Did she go and buy that electric heater at Ace Hardware? Yeah, there wasn't enough water in this movie, being that huh? she. Being that she was rotting at the bottom of a pond. Yeah, there was water here and there, but it wasn't, it didn't hit you in the face as being a thing. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, heights, 
more than water, and it should have well, been water more than heights. Uh, Davis, right, should have fallen into the pool instead of hitting the pool oh, deck. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Ned, he kind of fell into the ice. It didn't fell shatter. <laughs> he fell well, like he But you water. get the impression. You see the water starting to pool yeah. around him. You get the idea but, he sinks through, but you're right. But he should have fallen under and disappeared, you know? Yeah, have that moment of gasping for yeah. air. You're right. You're right. Yeah. If, she, if she's a ghost and she's haunting them and that's how she died, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, But if they had done like you said, Brian, and like pushed her out of a window or pushed her off of a high spot, a widow's watch or something, and she dies, then Greg, that would make sense. But Greg Bate should have tried drowning Ricky. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You're they right. should have. He there was water as subtext. Just in, he should have driven them into but... the. Why didn't they not drive into the lake? She yeah. He should have said, she told me invincible if I died. And she, if I had to drive you into the lake. Yeah. That would have been cool. And they, they'd be in the lake. Yeah. And he would have stabbed him to death and he'd climb out of the car and tell the police, don't worry about this car. That guy's dead. <laughs> Get this <laughs> dead you're right. Even the, the doctor has his um, heart attack. You know, it starts in the bathroom when he's shaving. So you also could have incorporated water there. Yeah, would have, that gusts, would have been a cool shining style with the blood. Yeah, coming falls into a bathtub water. that has water inexplicably in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a heart attack. Yeah, and just a heart a guy attack. falling out of a window and a guy jumping off of a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Heights yeah. seem to have more to do with it than water. Hmm. This movie's so scattered; it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's it's kind of a shame because it had a lot of elements that could have worked really well. It really did. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> yeah, it's good performances. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, this was definitely a movie that did not hold up to my memory, my childhood memory of it. Well, and our resolution is the ghost is gone. Yeah. Nobody learns a fucking lesson. In did this Fred movie. Astaire get arrested? Like he should have. He should have gotten arrested. He should have he at just least, murdered a guy. He just murdered a guy and, and he knows where this evidence. corpse is. There's no statute of limitations on murder. They need to I investigate. The thing. They need to investigate There's the no corpse they found no matter what. Yeah. And like he said, she waited 50 years to give an 89 year old a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> what? He got to live a full life. Like, why weren't you going after them in the <laughs> 30s? He, he died in one of the most natural ways you can die. Yes. There's nothing an you know crazy man. about it. He was yes. an old man who died of a heart attack. Yeah. Anyone could die of a heart attack. It's well, not it, weird. Yeah. It's not sad. It, what if she was like it if, is. What if she, she was, could have gotten a job at the draft office and gotten all four of these guys drafted? <laughs> Sent to yeah, Normandy and died in Normandy. <laughs> she's she's like, well, well, one listen. A, one A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Obviously, she's great at paperwork and filing and she was like, well, listen, okay. First, it was the Depression, then World War II. I really wanted to give this a look. There was hard times. <laughs> like, it was hard for everybody. I didn't want to bug them while that I didn't was want to make on. it more depressing. Then in the 50s, they started getting great. married and they had kids. And I was like, well, you know what? If I date the kids when they grow up, that'll make it all. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he had twins. <laughs> yeah. So the one didn't work out. So I went after the other twin. So none of these other characters have children that we see in the movie yeah that not we that see. we see because that there are now that we're talking about it, there are so many moving parts she chose ned's children to date but if they all had children would she have dated all of their children interesting and, i think the only one who didn't have kids was sears 
Mm. Yeah. Maybe Ricky did. He seemed like uh, a confirmed bachelor, maybe. But yeah, because uh, Ricky didn't have kids, but he was married. And the doctor we, we might have had kids. Sears' wife, right? We don't meet a no. old lady for him. He's the all. only but one we meet who. Ricky's old lady. We see a picture of Ned's wife. We meet the other two wives, but we don't learn anything about Sears' family. I don't think he ever. I think he was always a chauvinist. Like, He's like, a, yeah. like he loved power. Shit. He wanted yeah. to be the mayor. Right. <laughs> so he, wait, he wanted to be the. No, he was a lawyer at some day. No, no, right? Ned wanted to oh, be. Ned Ned's the politician. Sears is the lawyer, and he's the one that yeah doesn't seem to have had any close relationships. Yeah, and Ricky life. was the dancer because <laughs> we never find out what his job was. He didn't have like no. a job. He was just Ricky. Yeah. That old soft shoe. Yeah, so. he's Mister Bojangles. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's a dancing lawyer. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Um, any last thoughts? Any more, more unanswered questions? There were so many. It was a fun watch. I had never seen it before. And like you said, it didn't quite hold up to your memory, but that was kind of the fun of it to see what they tried to make as scary. Yeah. And it was a medium successful film from the early 80s. So it's, it's always interesting to watch films that aren't classics from another era. And I like silver screen actors. I like old time Hollywood actors. Yeah. This, this is interesting because there are elements of horror, but it's more of a scary story. It's a ghost story. Yeah. Yeah. Once it's all said and done, that's, that's what it was. And it makes sense. But then, yeah, then storytelling wise. So uh, this makes me wonder, uh, well, who's the guy that made Joker? Uh, Uh, Todd Phillips. Yeah. Todd Phillips, where he was talking about like, I can't make a movie like, uh, What's the one about Las Vegas? Son of a bitch. Uh, the Hangover. He's like, I couldn't yeah. make a Hangover movie today. I wonder if this was the director going like, everybody wants slasher horror. I couldn't just tell a ghost story today. Mm. I think that had a lot to do with Peter Straub writing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think he he tried to take horror back to that. Like, it's just people telling stories around a fire, which essentially is what human storytelling is. Yeah. But yeah, I think he tried to bring it back. To I think that. he was definitely trying to go for an old style like ghost story, like haunting of yeah. Hill House kind of thing. He's like my friend and contemporary, you know, is into haunted cars and evil dogs. <laughs> I'm just gonna write a ghost story. He's like, what we if a ghost? We we mentioned the effects much earlier, um, but and said we'd get back to it when she gets pulled out of the the pond. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that <clears throat> I mean. It it was four o'clock in the morning and it got me queasy. Mm. It, it was a queasy moment. She was uh, very soft skin. Yeah, she was very squishy looking. Oh, yeah, very squishy. At, at oh. no moment did her corpse stop moving. Yeah. Like yeah. we roll to credits as her skin is like floppity flop yeah, on the ground. What's the word I'm looking for? But yeah, just sort of yeah, running off of her body. <laughs> yeah, and it was. If anything's going to haunt me from this movie, it's probably that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want, well, I want to know what Ricky does for a living. That's what's going to haunt me. <laughs> but, I just want to know how she got the job as a secretary. That's why it was weird in David's apartment. And we see the, that, like, that was so early on. It was like they, it was like as if Kubrick started The Shining with the 
bathroom scene with yes. the, the witch in the tub. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, I was just looking through this. They actually filmed this on location in upstate New York, Saratoga Springs in Wood, oh. Woodstock, Vermont, um, Albany, um, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, um, and in I've been action, there. in New Smyrna Beach. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> were you like this? I've been to Saratoga Springs in Albany. Um, and in New York City, on location, there was one scene, and it was all indoors. Why did they have to go to New York to film it? I mean, there's probably an establishing baby. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. I think that's about it for Ghost Story. That's our uh, first uh, haunted phosphorescence this year. Uh, we're doing them in order, release date order. So this was our earliest movie, came out in 1981. Our next movie that we're going to be doing next week is 1985's Transylvania 65000. Yeah, starring Mr. Jeff Bridges and Ed Begley Jr. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. God damn it. <laughs> um, and uh, Gina Davis. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gina Davis. So, looking forward to that one. That's another one I haven't seen since the 80s. So Same. <laughs> I loved it. I watched it a lot then, though. Yeah. Um, so, next week we'll see how well Al's memory uh, of it uh, hold up. Mine didn't go too well. Um, I, don't remember, I don't remember it at all. So, um, it's it's all going to be better than and I it's remember. A pl- it's a play on a song from the like twenties. Yeah, 30s. Pennsylvania yeah. Six Thousand. Which yeah, which they talk about in uh, Young Frankenstein, or they reference in yeah. Young Frankenstein. Yeah. So that is next week on Haunted Phosphorescence. Until then, gentlemen, before you go, I would like to propose a toast to us, the Bisque Society. <laughs> the Bisque Society. <laughs> this is Zero's Throw Smiley. Uh, I'm Josh Cece, and <laughs> I ain't no Freud. I'm Brian Lesh, and I'm going to go have sex with a ghost. I'm Alaric Weber, and yes, my mustache is chocolate ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) It tastes like chocolate ice cream, Al. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. (laughs) 